All the noise and change in our industry is chaos for some, but opportunity for others. Some of us just need a Sherpa to help climb the mountain to business enlightenment. What's that journey like? How do you approach it? And what do you do when you reach the summit? We'll find out on the conclusion of this two-part episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode is being brought to you by our friends at Fresh Pennies. Your clients have growing benefit challenges, not to mention tapped out healthcare budgets. We can't increase those budgets, but we can help you to solve some of the challenges. What are they? And what are the solutions? Join Reed Rasmussen and the Fresh Benny's team for a brand new 30-minute webinar where they will share five specific challenges and solutions. To register, just click the Fresh Benny's logo on the ShiftShapersOnline.com website or visit info.freshbennies.com forward slash ShiftShapers. Fresh Benny's, a fresh approach to benefits. Let's shift gears and talk a little bit about a program that you did recently at the National Association of Health Underwriters Convention, talking about building a brand that sells itself. I know in in these days, everybody, whether you're an agency owner or an advisor or just somebody who's a company rep or whatever, you're looking to differentiate yourself in a different way than the old days of spreadsheets and pricing and all of that kind of stuff. And I think part of the thing that people struggle with initially is what is a brand in the first place? Then what is my brand? And then how do I build it? Can you talk a little bit about brands at at a top level and then we'll dive in a little more to the next questions? Yes. So when, when we think about, you know, just brand to me and the most basic way that you can define this is it is, you know, that which other people identify you as. And so it, it's it's how you face your market. It's how you face. I mean, you have a brand in your relationship, right? There, there is a certain role that you play and a persona that you exude. And so, you know, that that is your brand. And so for an individual, right, that is the brand that they they portray in their in their company as well as how they face their clients. An organization's brand is how they represent themselves into the marketplace and how the marketplace views them. So at its most basic level, that is how I define a brand to other people. So again, you know, you're an insurance advisor or you're a benefits advisor. What makes benefits advisor A stand out as a brand versus benefits advisor B? Not so much how do you get there, which we can explore in a moment. But what is it that if, if you're a target prospect, if you're in that cohort of folks I want to sell to, or I want to help build a a better program, what makes one advisor stand out versus another? Is it all subjective to the prospect or are there objective components as well? Great question. So there are two ways I believe that you can stand out in, let's just say business today. One is by spending more money than everybody else. And that gets you cute advertising and, you know, the most innovative ways to be seen in the marketplace. And and it's not that those are all bad, but like that's one way. And what we see, particularly in the insurance space, is 
there are not many of those opportunities left because everybody's just trying to outdo each other. And so let's take that off the table and say then, if if it's not that, then what? And the then what is the people. It's 100%. Like what makes you unique as a agency, as a individual broker is the person. It's the people. And which goes back to my, you know, discussion earlier, our discussion earlier around understanding who those people really are. So how do you position that? What what kinds of things can you do to say we both have agencies, advisor A, advisor B. We both have agencies, we both have staff, we both have backup, we both have all kinds of different departments and can service really well. How do you differentiate yourself? What is it? What's your, how do you position your brand? How do you create your brand so that your unique characteristics shine through and that attracts the kind of prospects you want? Yeah. So that's the million dollar question, right? And I think that in its most basic sense, it's you need to continually throw your best in front of everybody that you possibly can. And so how, you know, you have a certain number of client facing people within an organization, sales people, consultants, brokers, whatever you have client service people. So you need to work with those people and help them to bring out the very best version of themselves. Because again, like everybody would say, or most people would say that they, they deliver the best service or that they have the best technology. And so that becomes a level playing field all over again. Like there, there's, there's very little in the way of innovative plan design anymore. I mean, there is innovative plan design, but, but most forward thinking agencies and individual brokers, they're doing all those things. So again, you cannot, you can't lean on those things. That is not a unique value proposition. Like the value proposition is in the person specifically. And so the more quickly that you begin to identify who those people are, and bringing that out, and by bringing that out, I mean, are they a representation of your organization in the marketplace? Not that they're necessarily representing your organization in the marketplace, but they are a representation of your organization. And so are they online and continually, passionately, as best as possible, sharing the things that they care about and are interested in, both industry-related and not? And are they doing that same thing in your in your local context, whether that's at a, a SHRM event or a Nahu meeting or whatever, uh, even at the local Starbucks? Because what we need to realize is, is that it's a mindset shift again. It's not necessarily about pursuing clients or pursuing prospective clients. It's about it's about getting really, really good at being who we are in order to attract the people that align as a person with who we are. Because once we can attract them person to person, then we can begin to introduce our organization, our products, our services, and whatever else. And it makes that so much easier. The problem is, is it's a lot longer game to play in the beginning. Yeah, just being yourself is not as easy as saying those three words. Now, in, in my part of my offline practice, I, I do a lot of coaching on public speaking and how people can tell their authentic story and, and whatnot. Is, is that a good way for folks, do you think, to, in their communities, become known as the expert rather than talking about, you know, I can save you 10 bucks a month per employee? Absolutely. I mean, you know, that frightens people 
to think that, what, what do you mean? I've got to like stand up in front of people or, you know, I've, I've got to like put myself out there like that. And I say, yes, but like, let's make that a long-term goal. If that's something that kind of concerns you, or even if you think you've really got it, let's make sure that you've, they've worked with somebody like you that, you know, that, that they're professional in being able to do that. But it can start so small. I mean, there are things today and tools like LinkedIn, which I've been spending a lot of time with a lot of brokers. Big agencies actually just did one of these yesterday for about 65 brokers of a, of a national firm. And I'm trying to help them see how a platform like LinkedIn is a phenomenal tool for them to put themselves out there and to attract their ideal audience to themselves. But They've got to make sure that they're actually being themselves and they're not just regurgitating a bunch of information that they're hearing on some publication or that their organization is pushing out. So they're just resharing information. I mean, it really is about being yourself to the point where I'll just like really quickly share this. So I was consulting with an individual broker a couple months back and we were talking about leveraging LinkedIn. And he's well accomplished. He's got a pretty substantial book of business. And so he said, you know, so, so what am I, what, what's kind of like my thing? Like what, what should I be doing? And so we worked through this exercise of understanding like the things both topically in the industry and outside that he's interested in. And I said, you know, I said, you just need to figure out like, what is something that you think about consistently and you do consistently that could become part of who you are online? And he said, well, you know, I don't know. He goes, I get up in the morning and I go out and I just walk my dog and it's my time to kind of reflect on the day. I said, that's it right there. And he goes, well, he goes, what? Like, who cares about, like, who's going to care about that? And I said, no, no, no. I said, that is exactly it. I said, the very fact that you have this practice every single morning that you're getting up, you're going out, doing the same thing over and over again, you're walking your dog, you're taking some time to reflect. I said, if you use a portion of that time just to hop on video and share with your audience, your thought for the day. It doesn't have to have anything to do with insurance. Like, I don't even care about that. You will begin again to attract an audience to you. And it doesn't have to be massive. We think that we need tens of thousands of people following us. I mean, for most any broker, if you could win five to 10 clients a year of, of a reasonable size, I mean, you're killing it. And so it doesn't take much as long as you just start putting the effort in first. And now a word from our sponsor. In a world where healthcare budgets are tapped out and advisors still need to solve pressing benefits problems, one man stands out. Reed Rasmussen is Fresh Benny's man, helping you and your clients control healthcare and keep America safe for brokers. All kidding aside, as we approach that time of year, your clients are paying for increasingly expensive health plans but employees still have gaps in care, and they're paying more out of pocket than ever before. Fresh Benny's has identified benefit challenges you're probably not solving, but you can. Join Reed and the Fresh Benny's team for a 30-minute webinar that will arm you with solutions to simplify the healthcare experience, deliver a great ROI, and boost any benefits package all within your client's budgets. So before you book those renewal meetings, attend this webinar. Just click the Fresh Bennies logo on the ShiftShapersOnline.com page or visit info.freshbennies.com forward slash ShiftShapers to register. And be sure to tell Fresh Bennies man, read hi for me when you're on the webinar. 
it's hard to get people sometimes to understand that everyone has a unique story and, 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 you know, pulling that out of them is really the, the key, I think, for a lot of folks to unlocking this mystery. But, you know, you're right about public speaking. A lot of people think about public speaking. It's an old joke, but it's true. Kind of like a funeral. They'd rather be in the box than giving the eulogy. That's how frightened they are about, you know, getting up on a stage. But if you can be comfortable in your own skin and give your message, then I think it's a lot easier. So basically what I hear you saying is you are your brand. Would that be a fair assessment? 100%. 100%. So besides LinkedIn and maybe public speaking, what are, what's, what's that process like? I mean, how do you take somebody who you're coaching through the process of discovering what they are? I mean, we all, we all work like crazy and we're all busy and we're all running around, especially at certain times of the year. A lot of people don't spend time being introspective. Is it a hard problem to get people there? Absolutely. Because of this one thing that I continually say that I heard somebody say to me, and it's, we lie to ourselves more than anybody else. And that is for both good and bad. So the same liar that tells us that we look disgusting every time we look in the mirror when we wake up is the same liar that's telling us that we're absolutely smashing it in our career because five years ago I made top salesperson. And so that's why working with other people, and this is not a pitch for coaching, this is the reality of life, working with other people that will help you to see you for who you really are is worth more than just about any possible investment that you can make into yourself. And that's hard to do with a loved one, a friend, a family member, because unfortunately, most of them are not going to be 100% truthful with you because they love you too much. And, and yet, when you can find that person that's willing to tell you like it is, Boy, oh boy. I mean, that is just when the lights come on. And so as I do that with people, again, like, you know, I get hired and and people think that we're going to solve a problem 30 days into the process. And that's not the case. Now, to buffer that, the way that I show them that I'm continually working for them, and this is different for people, is I don't work on long-term contracts with my clients. So, so most often people sign up for coaching. They're signing up for a year. Maybe they're paying that fee up front, whatever. I typically work in shorter sprints. It used to be month to month there. I still do have some of those engagements, but typically it's in 90 day segments. And the reason I do that is because I want to show them that, look, it's going to take a few months for us to really dig deep into who you are and to continue to peel back the layers. But I want you to see that I'm in this with you because I, I, I want to earn your business over and over again. I want to earn the investment that you're making into me. And so it takes time. I mean, I'm working with a young guy right now who is killing it. He's in his mid-20s, late 20s. He is one of the most high-performing individuals I've ever met in my life. I have so much respect for this guy. It's unbelievable. And yet, a year later of us working together, we're still working through this process. And yet, he, he loves it because he, he's driven to continually improve himself because he wants to be the very best there ever was. Well, and I guess that that's part of the key to it is, is continual improvement or Kaizen as they used to, I guess they still call it in the, in, in the automobile industry in, in Japan, that, that kind of every day you get a little bit better. Every day you learn something from what happened the day before. 
it is a long process. And, and I think, and I don't know if you'd agree or not, but that's kind of part of the difference between coaching and instruction, wouldn't you say? I mean, instruction can have a much more finite period. When I take somebody through the steps of what they need to do to build a successful stage talk, that's more of an instructional process. Coaching takes a while. Yep, absolutely. So are, are there other things? I mean, so so once you go through this process of discovering and you start, you know, maybe posting on LinkedIn and whatnot and not reposting, I mean, I, I see stuff on my LinkedIn feed that, you know, I'll see it four or five times because everybody reposts this and it's not their original content to start with. Blogging, something that, that helps people, even if they never publish it, is that, is that a good exercise to try to come out of yourself and figure out who you are? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Any way that you can get outside of yourself on a day-to-day basis is great for is great for me. So, you know, consistent interaction with your clients, regular interaction in your community. Again, just put yourself out there. Go sit at the local Starbucks if that's your shtick. Go sit there in that shop for, you know, two hours a week, every single week, same time, and just have people flow through and see who's in there and try and build some relationships and meet some people that are in there. I mean, it's crazy to say this, but some of the most amazing relationships that I have built over the years have come actually by way of sitting in line at a Starbucks. So if you just consistently put yourself out there, share your story, who you are, what you're all about, there's always something interesting that you can talk about. Yeah, it's that practice of continually doing it. And what's great is, is as you do that, people are going to resonate with different things, which is then going to point you in the direction of trying to hone those things too. Yeah. I mean, I've said frequently that I never lose when I have a conversation. I either win or I learn something. Yeah. But, but conversations like that are great. One of the things I want to delve into in the four or so five minutes we have left is how important it is once, once you start figuring out who you are to be able to stop and listen to what clients are actually telling you by the things they are not saying. I mean, we, we talk about listen and silent have the same letters in them, but we keep talking when we get on appointments. Is that something that helps you build your brand is, is being an active listener and learning that art of listening? Absolutely. So yeah, you, you said that so beautifully that I almost don't want to say much more, but for me, that means I want to understand as much about them and their organization as humanly possible. So, you know, it's the silly practice of tell me more about that. Why? Tell me more about that. Why? I I want to get farther and farther, you know, too often. And and our clients are programmed to do this anyway. So it's, it's, it's a shift on both sides, but they're programmed for us to come in and tell them what we're, what we're going to do for them. And the reality is, I mean, you think about it from a benefits perspective, most of us think that we have a problem with cost, right? And cost is a problem, but that's not the root cause of our, of our, of our expenses, you know, as it relates to, to medical spend. There are a lot of underlying issues. And for everybody, it's a little bit different. For everybody, there's going to be some different tolerance level to what they're willing to, to do and not do. I mean, I heard I was in a conversation with a VP of ops two days ago, and she was telling me that even after identifying all of the things their broker was not doing for them, 
the organization decided to stay with them because the relationship with this small little podunk broker was more important to them than saving money and driving a whole bunch of new outcomes. So if you if you were a competing broker and you went in there and all you tried to do was throw all these bells and whistles at them, that's not going to change their mind. I mean, for them, the most important thing is, is establishing a relationship. And if you really want that client, that means you're going to have to take years and years and years of building relationship before you get to the point of even asking for for the business. And the beauty in that is, in my mind, and this is something that for those that listen, Gary Vaynerchuk says a lot, which there's a lot that he says that I like, and there's some things that he says that I don't. But mm-hmm. one of the things that he says is, is if we continue to to share content, you know, again, our content, who we are, what we're all about, what we're passionate about, add value over and over and over again, we will ultimately get to this place where people are asking us for business. And, and that's not just some like silly shtick that's said, like that's the reality. I mean, the majority of business inquiry that I get today, and it's not that I'm like, you know, being just flooded with inquiries, but the ones that I get, even through something as blind as LinkedIn, it's people asking me. Like I'm not pursuing people in that manner. Now, once they reach out to me, then I start the pursuit, but that it's inbound and it's because I'm just being myself and, and they get to choose whether or not they like me or not. And then we can move on to the next thing because people are going to buy you before they buy any, any other part of your process anyway. And that's a great place to leave our discussion for today. Ryan Miller, speaker, trainer, coach, consultant, and as I said earlier, fellow podcast host, Ryan, thank you for being a shift shaper and for sharing your expertise with our audience. Thanks, David. I really appreciate it. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Strategic Vision Publishing and David Saltzman. This podcast may not be reproduced in any form, in whole or in part without the express written permission of the producers. All rights reserved.